Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to our monthly installment of Witches Be Like. Yeah. It's because, let's be real, we just <laughs> don't. We don't have a set schedule of when we record. It's more along the lines like, hey, let, we got time. Let's record. Yeah. So uh, we we're just kind of like, hey, let's get it done today. Cool deal. Um, and we are now officially in August. We are, so, which is hard to believe. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have an episode in July because I went back to work at the beginning of July. And then no sooner do I go back to work. Yeah. Guess who ends up in quarantine? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, all negative. We're good. Right. No COVID Thank here, goodness. guys. Thank goodness. So we were all good there. But, you know, out of safety and concern, just, I mean, just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but here we are. We're back. And Yay. so we have officially been doing Witches Be Like podcast for a year. That's so exciting. And that's hard to believe because... It doesn't feel like we we've been doing it a year. <laughs> it doesn't feel like we've been doing it a year. Because well, we don't really record that much. So you Maybe know. within the next year, maybe we can get a little bit more. More than more what we organized. did this year. And get more of a set <laughs> schedule. A little bit more organized. A little bit but, more kind of. You know. But hey, we don't do this professionally. Right. This is a hobby. This is all just for fun. So it's, it's like, fun. It's a hobby. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we get to talk shit that not everybody will talk to us about. So. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I want to start off the podcast today, okay. throwing it back to our last podcast with Lewis, where, you know, we talked about aliens. We did. That was a good uh, one. Thank it you was again, a very Lewis. Good one. But um, can't wait to have you back. Yes. Uh, but, you know, they have actually expanded on that story where they released those videos uh-huh. back in May. Uh-huh. Well, now they have, as of July 25th, I do believe, if I read the article correctly, um, I think it was an article I read off of CNN mm-hmm. that they have disclosed that, excuse me, that they do have um, evidence of off-world vehicles that were not Earth-made. So disclosures coming, guys. I wouldn't be. It would not I'm surprise me because they're saying that it's not from. It's outer-worldly. Like I want to be able to like specifically say it was Which made. Planet? Here. <laughs> Is it from the Pleiades? <laughs> Did they build the pyramids? Right. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, really. But um, I just, it, you know, disclosure's coming, guys. And you know what? With the shit show 2020 has been, it, it just really me. wouldn't surprise me. So this um, coming New Year's, it hits midnight. Instead of screaming Happy New Year, let's all just scream Jumanji so the game can be over. Right. Can we, can can we, we do all that? agree to do that? Yeah. I'm down for it. We're not going to say Happy New Year. We're going to say Jumanji Jumanji. and cross our fingers. (laughs) Hope and pray and put all the good vibes and and prayers and everything that 2021 Put all the bad shit in the jar. (laughs) Put all the bad shit in the jar with some vinegar and rusty nails. Yes. Can we just all hope and pray that 2021... It's I'm not even going to say 20, 2021 is going to be my year. No, I'm, I'm just going to say. I just want it to be better than 2020. <laughs> can I breathe in 2021? Yes. Can I just yes. breathe in 2021? Yes. I would appreciate that can very much. Can we go a month without first some of all, type of freaking insane thing happening? Can we go? Can Halloween not be canceled, please? Okay. Can we just do trick-or-treating where, you know, all the adults, hey, if you have kids, put them out in the yard. Adults just ride around and throw candy in the yard. Can we do that? Right. Like because, a parade or something. Yeah, let's do that. that let's have a Halloween cool. parade. Yeah. Let's do that because I can't 
Halloween cannot be canceled. No. It's a full moon this year. And it's on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. It's a full fucking moon. Do you think I'm not going to get my witch on that night? Okay. Okay? Let's just talk about it. Sorry. It's just going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be talking to the spirits. <laughs> we're going to have a bonfire. And Amy's going to be drunk off her ass. And it's going to be fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> so. Hey, maybe we can just like dress up or something. So can we and all just, wear like, our have masks? Something fun. So can we please all wear our masks so Halloween isn't canceled? Yes. Come on, guys. Let's work together to Save yes. Halloween. Stay at home or wear a mask. So that These way we can have Halloween. Please, here. I need Halloween. <laughs> Do not let Halloween be canceled. I've already lost so many concerts this year. I've lost Blue Ridge Rock Fest, which I was excited to hopefully take <clears throat> Aiden to for his first concert this year. Yeah. You know, we haven't been able to go on vacation. And, you know, I know it sounds like whining, you know, hey, first world problems, but. Right. You know, and we were actually like, supposed to go to a comedy show. We were supposed, yeah, to, we're go supposed to go to Wayne's Comings, and that was supposed to be for Wayne's birthday. But at least that's gonna be scheduled out, for next year. It's been rescheduled on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, Wayne. Wayne did not seem very happy about that. <laughs> oh, well, at least you still get to go, dude. We love you. We'll make it up to you on the next podcast. Anyway, yes. yes so yes, that's uh. That can't. I just don't want Halloween to be canceled, man. Don't no. don't let me lose my favorite holiday, no. please. I, you know what? Even if you're not going to be able to cancel it for me, because I will dress up and do my own little thing by myself. I don't care. Screw it. I'll dress my kids up and I'll buy a shit ton of candy from Walmart and we'll exactly. sit at the house and watch Halloween Screw movies. It. Screw, Screw it. Screw it. Okay. We're going to do it. If, Either way, if, we'll make it work. Halloween is not going to ever be canceled. We'll make it work. We're, we're going to make it work. That's work. that's like our favorite hol- holiday. Like, Tim, so it's like gonna, in the it's mortal happening. words of Tim Gunn, <clears throat> make it work. Anyway, <laughs> points if you know what that shows from. <laughs> God, I'm showing my age. Anyway, yes. so so what are we talking about today, Ash? Um, oh, we got something new and exciting. We do, we do. I am going to start a little segment on this podcast where I talk about a serial killer now if you know me you know serial killers are not my thing they're not my topic of discussion right. they're not what piques my interest but this bitch over here obsessed obsessed is an understatement um this is the kind of chick that if serial killers had um trading cards <clears throat> she would have them i'll trade you a casey for a <laughs> for bundy <laughs> jesus christ on a cracker I love it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, the way we're going to kind of switch it up nowadays is uh, we're going to, of course, continue talking about our paranormal stuff. Absolutely. That's not going to change. We're going to add in some true crime. Yes. We're going to add in some serial killers. Yes. You know, because they're creepy. <clears throat> we like creepy things. And yes. apparently, a lot of people we know, I know. like the creepy I, stuff. I posted um, a thing on our website, on our Facebook page. And um, I shared it to mine, and the little picture that I shared, um, a girl. Says, Welcome. Let's talk to. Let's talk about serial, serial killers. killers. A girl that I know, Samantha Hodge, uh-huh. is going to make me a sign that says that. Sweet. For my house. Sweet. How awesome is that? So shout out to you. I'm not sure if you're you're listening to this, Samantha. Why not? But <laughs> if you're not, you should. Thank you getting that song together she was like what colors do you want and i was like white and orange and she's gonna get a like a black frame to That's put around it cool. 
So it's going to be really cool. I need her to make us a sign for witches be like to put up here in the room. Hey, we can we get, get her to do stuff it. around us. We can get her to do it. And we can get her to make one for the Master POS. Hello. That'd be awesome. Christmas. <laughs> <Anyway>. Hello. Christmas <laughs> is coming. And Christmas cannot be canceled. <laughs> uh, we won't even get on Christmas. We're not. Anyway, We're not I just want to throw this yet, out but. here. Um, <clears throat> if I sound a little funny, I do have a bit of a toothache going on. And it kind of hurts. Mm. So we just just deal with it. Yeah. Okay, so if I sound yeah. weird, that's why. Um, just want to throw that out there, especially if I happen to kind of, you know, missay some things. Or it sounds like I have cotton stuck in my mouth because I feel like I do. Right. So there's that. Right. Anyways. Um, hopefully, you'll be able to be feeling better soon, though. Yeah, I do. Because toothaches suck. They do. And it, they suck. Anyway. So, so yeah. today, as we said, actually is going to be debuting her new little serial killer segment that we have. And this is going to be a regular thing. Yes. And Amy is going to continue to talk about all the creepy paranormal stuff that I find just absolutely wild. Yes. And I have a good one for us today. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to discuss all the strange disappearances that happen in America's national parks. Okay. And if you've ever heard of David Polites and the missing 411, David Polites is a retired police officer, investigator. So he's had 20 plus years under his belt of police investigation. So he has spent so much time and so much effort researching this phenomenon that happens. And I mean, this stuff has been happening for over 125 years. And it's still happening. Right. You know, people going missing in the national parks. Now, of course... Not every disappearance is strange. Not no. every disappearance is paranormal. Right. Because you do have those instances to where you are outside, so natural I mean, things you know, are natural <laughs> things can happen. People that are not familiar with the area, they can get lost. They can get their lose their bearings and, you know, shit happens, they can get attacked by wild animals. National parks are wild. You have a heat have, stroke. Yeah. You know, hate struck and die. You can succumb to the weather. It, mm-hmm. Storms roll up. You're not prepared to find shelter. You can get attacked by a cougar, a mountain lion, bear, yeah. wolves, coyotes. They exist. Right. So, and I if, mean, these thing, kind of things can happen. And if those types of things do happen, especially the animal thing, it, you're not going to be able to find a body. No. Or so, if you do, you're going to see obvious signs that they were attacked right. by an animal. So in no way are we saying that every one of these are paranormal and beyond reason. Yeah. But <laughs> typically with the disappearances we're going to be discussing, mm-hmm. um, the majority of the examples I have are of young children. Okay. But, you know, it happens to adults as well. Now, a lot of the things that these disappearances have in common is that they have occurred in a national park, a rural area, or a large reserve of public land. They also have exceptionally odd circumstances that surround their disappearances, as well as any kind of mental illness or voluntary disappearance does not appear to be the cause. There doesn't appear to be any kind of a natural cause to make this person go missing. Right. Um, So... When you think of the missing 411, the term has come, basically come from where is if you go to a website and there is corrupted data that can't be found or the link is bad, you'll get a message 411. Mm-hmm. Can't go there. It's a metaphor for the state of all these individuals that have vanished over the years. Um, 
Now, missing people in the USA and across the world, it happens. It sucks. <laughs> but it's sad. a quite regular occurrence. Um, as many as 90,000 people are declared missing legally in America at any given time. So, that any given day, any given moment, that's how many people are actually missing. However, not only do these stories of the missing 411 victims not only take place in rural areas, they happen all over the place. They happen in America. They have happened in Canada. They have happened in Australia. They happen in Europe. It happens all over the world. And to different people from different walks of life, men, women, children, experienced hikers, experienced outdoors people, mm-hmm. people that know the area, that live in the area. It That's just been doing it for years. Years. People yeah. that are of sound mind, people that aren't, mm-hmm. people that are young, people that are old. It it just it does not pick and choose. It, right. It can happen it to can anybody. Happen anybody. Anyway, um, the vast majority of these disappearances occur on clearly marked and popular hiking trails. And additionally, these vic- the majority of the victims are often proficient outdoorsmen and women, hikers, hunters, people that know these backwoods, these areas, like the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. Now, Pilates has dedicated nearly a decade of his life to the research of these cases. He's written books. There's been movies. You can see the original documentary, The Missing 411, for free on YouTube. I've watched it. It's certainly interesting. Um, they have, have another one, Missing 411, The Hunted, is on Amazon Prime. So if you have a Prime membership, you can watch that for free. Super duper interesting. Okay. Um, now, there's just far older cases, even, but there's national, international examples. He's put an effort to go through all the records. Um, now, he's tried to use the Freedom of Information Act in order to get these records. Okay. However, the National Park Services has said, well, they don't exist. And if they did exist, we need to charge you $1.4 million for all of them. And let's, let's, let's pause on that for a second. $1.4 million. Who? For normal, records. Normal person, right? I'm not talking about somebody like Oprah Winfrey or Ellen DeGeneres or... Even our president, right, who has a lot of money. Who it, who do you know that would have $1.4 million dollars to be able to get just Absolutely information? Nobody. Not now, even anything else. Just now, the reason that they said that they would not give him the records for free was because he didn't have enough books published. Which I'm like, that's really kind of stupid thing. He's trying to get these records for research to publish his books about the situation. It's just shady to me. Which, to be honest... It's suspicious. It's suspicious. It's suspicious. Okay. Yes. Um, Now, there's plenty of different hotspots where these things happen. But one of the biggest ones is at Yosemite National Park in California. Hmm. Um, We're going to take it back to 1981. Okay. Um, Now, mind you, I'm getting... All of these things from a myriad of different websites that I have open in front of me. Right now, I'm reading from historicmysteries.com. Okay. Um, we're talking about Stacy Aris. She was a 14-year-old girl. She went on a horse riding trip with her father and several of her friends um, in Yosemite. Um, they had a great day, nice ride. Um, but they got to this place called Sunrise High Sierra Camp. Um, they stopped for a while to kind of rest, eat lunch, kind of stretch their legs. Because, you know, riding on horseback for a while kind of do it to you 
Um, so she cleaned up and she decided she was, you know, going to take a walk, take some pictures because it's gorgeous out there. And so she asked her father and another member of the group that they were with if they wanted to come with her. And they said, no, nah, they really didn't want to. She was okay. She said she was going to walk down to the nearby lake in order to take some pictures, stretch her legs, and then she was going to come right back. Mm-hmm. So now this lake was within earshot of the site. And there weren't any known instances of wild animals, you know, attacking people. So right. it wasn't really known for having bear attacks. So the people didn't like think nothing about it. Her about not it. walking down you know, there. The people. It's 1981. Yeah. Back in the day, people didn't think twice of your kid walking off from you. You know, right. I'm like oh well, I can hear her. If something's in trouble, if something happens to her, I can hear her. I can get to her. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on her walk and then was never seen again. Now they did a comprehensive search. That lasted nine days with over 100 people, dogs, helicopters, and they never found anything more than just the lens cap of her camera. Mm. She's never been found. And then um, we're going to take it back to 1968. So before you do that, I just want to point out some of these stories, and especially like the serial killer that I want to talk to, it might be triggering to some people that some of this stuff is not very... It's not very kosher. Right. So if any of that stuff. <laughs> we probably should have put the trigger warning before I started talking. Right. But we're, we're, we're I'll gonna... put the trigger warning in the description box down below. Yeah. So but you if, know. If you, if, you know, if it's going to bother you. You don't have to listen. Right. We won't hold it against you. Right. <laughs> Anyways. It's okay. That out the way. <laughs> Love you. Anyway, I just so felt like it needed to be done. In August of 1968, <laughs> we're talking about the same area, the Sunrise High Sierra Camp, where Stacy Iris would disappear in 1981. Um, a man who has never been identified, his body turned up in a crevasse that was located within Tenure Peak. This man, again, has never been identified, but analysis of his mm. body was never able to determine the cause of his death. There are no signs of blunt force trauma or multiple broken bones that might say he fail um there were no signs showing that he'd been attacked by animals and so it was just like he just died he just died he just died and ended up there nobody knows how it didn't show like he was murdered there wasn't anything showing any kind of foul play nothing like that he just died now could he have just been out there got lost to come to the wilderness possibility yeah you know when you're out in the wild weather patterns are crazy especially when you're up in the mountains it can be gorgeous one moment next minute you're caught up in a storm right you don't know right now less than a mile from that back in 1976 25 year old jeff estes disappeared within that same area even after there were search efforts as well as efforts of his friends family they never found a trace of him no belongings no clothes nothing um And then again, in this same area, not too long after C.R.S. went disappearing, um, in mid-July of 1988, Timothy Barnes vanished. Now, similar to what happened with Jeff Estes, even after meticulous search efforts, they never found anything. And this is just one area in Yosemite National Park Mm -hmm. in California. Um, So that that can tell you that, yeah, it seems to kind of be a little... A little weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little suspicious. A little suspicious. A little suspicious. But this doesn't just happen in Yosemite National Park. Um, back in 2012, mm-hmm. there was a runner and a former Marine by the name of Ronald Kirk. He 
was out in Red Rock Canyon and Calico Basin area. He knew it well, um, but January of 2012, he went missing. Now, he had a long history of enjoying the outdoors, especially in that area. So when he told people where he was going, nobody was concerned. They were just like, oh, he'll be back in a couple of days. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But that's the last time anybody saw him. Now, they searched for him for months, mm. months around those established trails that he knew. They didn't find him until months later. He was less than 200 meters from a popular route that they called Turtlehead Peak. Now, they justified the delay because of an optical anomaly saying that he just kind of, his remains blended in with the surroundings, the rock, soil formations. Mm -hmm. But what's strange about that is while they were searching for him during those months, the exact area he was found in was searched multiple times. So... You'd think that after a couple months of going missing, you know, you would notice the smell of decay right. in that area. You would kind of notice a male, it's, a pretty, because <clears throat> I could, I wouldn't consider a man that's been in the Marines to be of a decent size, you know? Oh, yeah. How can you miss that? Right. And, and then especially, like, even if it wasn't the smell, like, we couldn't scent it, you would think that the that the dogs that the dogs could most yeah. most missing cases you have animal you have dogs oh. go out and try to we're getting to that try to you know find them but you would think that the that the dogs would the dogs would have found yeah, them they would have sent them um but again as with all the others with him where they have found a body and there was no real definitive reason that he died so but another strange thing is that there was a real big lack of communication between law enforcement and the family. So it's that's kind of a recurring thing with these disappearances, especially with the idea of bodies turning up where they'd already been looked thoroughly and frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a thing. But these are all all mysteries. You know, it's just it's hard to really put a thing to it now could some of these just you know could a young person just been snatched up you never know but i would figured some kind of fuss would be had you'd hear somebody screaming right but apparently not so you know this doesn't really just happen out west right Mm -mm. oh Oh, i'm sure (laughs) this happens um actually as close to us as tennessee really there's been at least um three well-known disappearances in the smoky mountains Back in June of 1969, a six-year-old Dennis Martin was planning, this is one of the most well-known ones, that um, him and his brother and some friends were planning to scare their parents. So they all ran off in different directions to hide. Mm-hmm. Nothing unusual Nothing about unusual that. Nothing unusual about kids, kids. do that all the time. Being kids, my kids do it to me. Right. And so the other three boys jumped out and screamed, but... Little Dennis didn't. He was absolutely gone. And what gets me with him is that that was the last time they ever saw him. But six miles away from this area in Spence Field in the Smoky Mountains, a young boy screamed and claimed that he saw what he thought was a bear. But then it looked like a really big man with something kind of strange slung over his shoulder. You know, hey, but of course, as soon as this kid goes missing, they started a search party, like, immediately. Wait, wait. So, 
almost like Bigfoot or a Sasquatch no, kind a of man. thing? Is that what no, you're about? I'm saying he thought it was a bear, but then he noticed it was a man with something slung over his shoulder. And this was six miles away okay. from where this kid went <laughs> disappearing at the same exact time. Okay. Anyway, but when the kid went missing, they started looking for him, like, immediately, but they didn't find him. It lasted until the night, and then rain storms came down and washed away any scent, any footprints, anything that maybe bloodhounds could use to help find him. Now, what's weird with him is that within the following days, they brought in the FBI, the Green Berets, the police, just about every single form of official aid that could be dispatched to help find him was dispatched they never found footprints they never found clothes nothing so what strikes me as this is that um the government reacts to it how many times have you heard of a child go missing and they're dispatching the green berets out to look for them right you know that special doesn't forces happen. and so that doesn't happen unless what's something's weird trying to be hit it feels like is that the leader of the fbi group who organized <clears throat> the search actually committed suicide for unknown reasons and he then, knew too much. Probably. And then another member of the Special Forces by the name of Harold Cleveland, who was a part of this search, made a statement back in 2014 that he said, you know, something paranormal must have happened. Anyway, he made the statement to News of the Weird, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> read his quote. Okay. Um, says, our special forces are never called in to assist with civilian operations. That falls to the local National Guard, and are, those are approved by the state government. The fact that they were armed as well is another huge no-no. During my command and every other mission I was aware of, we were not allowed by federal protocol to do either. Something's wrong with this missing kid scenario. I've done some research on this case both while on active duty and after my retirement. The inside facts of this case depict a frightening investigation. Bottom line is that searching started within a few minutes of the boy's disappearance and lasted three months with every resource imaginable being deployed. Don't even start with terrain was difficult, holes and caves and cliffs and creeks, etc. Our special troops can find almost anything, anytime, and in any terrain. We have the highest technology available worldwide and easily the best training and real-world wartime and mission-specific experience that normal civilian populace can scarcely imagine. After studying this case, the fact that no trace of the boy was ever found is mind-boggling. So... The Green Berets that were tasked with this search were there for a specific reason. They were armed for a specific reason. Right. I can't and won't say why because my oath documents will not allow it. But I will remind you of these facts. Nationwide, there have only been four occasions where the special forces were brought in on a civilian missing person's case. Two of these involved a possible armed perpetrator. The other two were this case and another similar to it about three years later and regionally nearby. This is out of thousands of missing cases since the early 60s when our special troops were born. So what this guy is saying, who was involved with the search, who was in those special forces, is that I know shit. I can't say what kind of shit, right? but I know shit and I know (laughs) that this was not a normal disappearance. Right. Like, the Green Berets and it's ready like, to go. You know, if they Talk can't find it, it. <laughs> if they can't find him, who can? Nobody. Exactly. So, just, I kind of I don't want to know what's out there now, you know? <laughs> it's one I of have, those things where it's like, it's almost better to not to know. To not know <laughs> why. Um, 
So then we have another that is in a similar region in okay. 19, I believe it was, what time, year was it? I was reading it and then I lost it. Go figure. Um, in 1981, September 25th, 1981, 50-year-old Thelma Pauline Melton was hiking near Deep Creek Campground, a trail she'd been on many times in the Great Smoky Mountains. She was with friends when she walked ahead of them and vanished over a hill, but they couldn't find her on the other side, nor could they find her at the campground where she was staying. Now, with her, she knew the area. For one thing, you know, she was not a normal candidate to pull a disappearing act. She didn't have any medical problems that caused her to hike at a very slow pace. She was a happy, well-together person. No one believed that she would have any reason to want to, you know, hey, pull a disappearing act, start your light over somewhere else, change your name. Right. It just didn't seem like something she would do. But to make it stranger, she'd been hiking that trail that she vanished on for over 20 years. It wasn't like she got lost. Right. You know? She knew what she was doing. And again, like all these other disappearances, one moment she was there, next she wasn't. She didn't make any noise. When she went missing, no trace of her was ever found. No belongings, no clothing, nothing. Her body was never found. Mm. So, again, what do you do? Right. And it's not like these national parks can really do do anything to help protect it other than make these cases more known yeah but even then it's probably not going to stop it i mean you don't know what's behind these disappearances these are happening to people that know the area that are with people you know so it's kind of like it wasn't just like a kid wandered off no they're with their family they're with their friends it's you know you're with a group of people you're not alone out there right and for some reason they just vanish off the face of the earth yeah. <laughs> we're not even going to mention what we're what we're looking at right now. <laughs> Smile away, boys. Smile away. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, now we're going to go back out west to San Bernardino National Forest. 9-year-old David Gonzalez went camping with his family there. At one point, he asked his mom if he could go get some cookies from the family car, and after about 40 minutes, his mom realized that he never came back (laughs) and that the cookies that he wanted to get out of the car were still there. They never found him alive again. So they also view this as one of the strange disappearances in the national parks. However, in his case, a week later, they did find his body, and it was very badly decomposed about a mile away from where he went missing. This area had been, again, combed days prior, searched thoroughly. That means he must have been dropped there. So it was almost like the first one that you mentioned where the, the body just showed up and... They had searched the area right. and he wasn't there. Right. And so that means that in some way or another, this boy must have been dropped there by someone or something. Mm-hmm. Again, his autopsy revealed no trauma, no injury. He was just dead and there wasn't any reason rhyme to why. And, again, they showed there was no evidence of him being attacked by an animal. Um, And, again, just the police did not seem to handle it very well. Isn't that just the way? Again, they just (laughs) basically were flipping and said, you know, hey, it happened. He got dragged off by a mountain lion. Again, suggesting there was no blood. They never heard him scream. 
I mean, if a kid is getting attacked by a wild animal, trying to eat him, trying to kill him, that child is going to scream and oh, alert everybody within the vicinity. Absolutely. But the kid never screamed. There Not was just no the kid, blood. but any human being. Right. I don't care what it is. You're going to try to call well, we're somebody talking about to come a kid and help. Right now, okay. Well, I mean, I know, but you know, just saying. Anyway, but they, the police just were like, "Well, he got dragged off by a mountain lion." Case closed. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. You lost your kid. Oh well. So it's kind of like for your luck. I just to me that's um, weird. And even David's parents have gone on record saying that they don't believe he got dragged off by a cougar. They believe he was kidnapped, and that it's possible he may still be alive somewhere, and that that body wasn't his. Um, some so people. So is that how decomposed the body was? I wonder if that, I don't know. I don't know, but some believe that the authorities know more than what they have said. But at the at the very least, something's weird going on there that nobody either wants to admit or anybody wants to talk about right um see back in 1992 Mm -hmm. kenny miller was 12 years old but he had the capacity of a four-year-old mentally um anyway his parents knew they had to be careful and watch him really carefully when they went to yosemite national park Mm -hmm. now he was at a pond throwing pebbles into it while they prepared dinner. And again, they could see him. So they would check on him every so so often just to make sure he was yeah. still there where he was supposed to be, that he hadn't wandered off. Anyway, um, again, he disappeared. One moment he was there, next he's gone. A month later, a group of hikers found his body 1,500 feet above the area where he was last seen. And the area that he found was horribly inaccessible, rocky, and it was filled with a lot of really painful, prickly bushes. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how a boy with the mental capacity of a younger child like that would have been able to figure out how to get up there, more or less wind up in a spot mm. 1,500 feet that is horrible horribly difficult for a grown person to make it to much right, less a child much less a child yeah so how did his body wind up there that's suspicious suspicious mm-hmm. very very um suspicious it's just so hard for me to believe that something paranormal or somebody didn't take him or something oh we're gonna get into that because i'm not done <laughs> this is just no, scratching the surface there's no way that somebody with the mental capacity of a four-year-old could do that well we're just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and let you and our listeners know this is gonna be a running thing with me so we're gonna revisit this again later on down the yeah. road I like i'm just it. scratching the surface with this because when i tell you i've gone down the rabbit hole on this lots of times I kind of may have listened to archived interviews with um, Coast to Coast AM with David Pilates. I've watched the documentaries. I've watched YouTube videos. I've read articles. Amy's deep in this. And, you know, I'm glad that we're doing this because we're putting names to these. Well, these names have been known. And we're making it, we're publicizing a little bit more because maybe other people may not have ever heard of these things. Anyway, we're going to go way back now. We're going to go way back. We're going to go way back. Okay. How we're talking far back? 1938. Yeah, that's way far back. Yeah. Uh-huh. 1938, four-year-old Alfred Bailhartz was vacationing with his family in Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. His parents were watching them carefully as they went out for a quick hike near a river. 
then, without warning, he just vanished. Just like that. He was only feet away from his family, and he mm. was gone. There was a group of them, and they went, were walking together, and he was right there with them. And then one moment he's there, next moment he's gone. And so a six-mile search of the area that he disappeared in showed nothing. However, dogs were able to trace his scent about 500 feet uphill from where he vanished. The only okay. problem with that was there were no footprints, mm-hmm. and he was nowhere to be seen. The stranger thing is, the dogs that traced the scent seemed to be confused by what exactly they were smelling, and then they quickly lost the trail. Um, once they <clears> traced <throat> it uphill, two of the dogs began to cock their heads and kind of look and act a bit nervous. Eventually, they both ended up lying down on the ground, unable to go any further on the trail. So you brought up about the dogs. Yeah, they sent it down, but after that, they could not make out a trail right. of where he went now do you think that that could have been because the scent was lost because of weather or do you no because wh- this happened this search happened immediately after he so went no missing weather had happened so no weather had that, happened okay since, so it was okay. this an immediate search began after he went missing mm-hmm. he was only a, i mean there was no time passed really between him going missing and the search beginning. Mm-hmm. They searched six miles around the area. And it continues to get weirder. Some hikers who were walking six miles away from where he disappeared. Six at miles? At the same time. At the same time that he disappeared six miles away. Okay. They claimed they saw a young boy in a particularly dangerous and pretty difficult to reach rock outcropping that was locally known as the Devil's Nest. Those two hikers said they had only seen the boy minutes after he supposedly disappeared. They said the boy seemed kind of dazed and upset, but then it appeared that some unknown force had reached forward, grabbed him, and just jerked him straight back. They never saw him again, ever. You know, there was no way that anybody could reasonably or logically explain how this young four-year-old was able to travel six miles and uphill over 3,000 feet on his own. Even survival specialists who searched for him. These are specialists during that time, during 1938. They they didn't have the equipment we have nowadays. Right. They needed specialized equipment to even get to the place the hikers supposedly saw him. Nobody knows. The devil's nest... That alone would make me not want to be anywhere near that area. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of different places in these national parks that are named after the devil this, the devil's that, the devil's foothold, the devil's nest, the you know, the devil's circle, things like that. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, hmm, maybe people kind of sense the vibes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are just some examples of... People, and especially children, that have gone missing in the national parks. Now, mind you, this is still an ongoing and continuing thing. It's still happening today. And there's a lot of theories about what is causing these disappearances. Okay. So let's see. Some people have claimed Bigfoot. Okay. Well, maybe it's national forest it's kind of and you know i kind of mentioned bigfoot because when when you said it it, they think they saw a bear but no it was a human with this and i'm like bigfoot bigfoot y'all were waiting for us to talk about bigfoot here Here you go go. (laughs) anyway 
But Bigfoot and other cryptids that um, mm-hmm. typically feature in Appalachian mythology have, you know, kind of been thrown into the equation a couple times. Um, do I think it's Bigfoot? No, because I really don't really believe in Bigfoot. However, there is a lot of uncharted woods in our national parks. I mean, over 84 million acres of Hello. wilderness. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. So you we don't know. We need that. Um, some people have said that, you know possibly ufos might have something to do with it and a lot of these people saying that ufos sightings often correlate with a lot of these hot spots where people have gone missing rocky mountains yosemite you know a lot of those things is that you know yeah it might have something to do with it there's also okay making a tie in here ash some theorists propose that a serial killer or an occult sect or cult that hunts humans may be on the prowl out there in our national forests some speculate this may be a part of satanic rituals some theories have also viewed um with some kind of suspicion they propose that the missing 401 disappearances could be the result of shadow government programs you know people are a lot more aware nowadays of some some kind of shady things like mk ultra Right, you know, you know. So there's a myriad of of theories. Yeah, and so what? What do you think about it? Like, what? What are your thoughts on what's what could be done to try to help eliminate this? And what do you think is happening? Well, to be honest, I don't know because I have. You know, a lot of these disappearances, I want to say that there is a logical, natural reason for these people to have gone missing over the years. Mm -hmm. However, the other side of me is like, but how do they go missing with no sound, no no noise when they find the bodies? We're going to get in some stories, you know, later on down the road about some cases where people are found still alive or right. dead but their socks and shoes are missing in the middle of fucking winter their socks and shoes and are i'm missing. sorry nobody is going to be outside in a park in the winter go in the winter without shoes on or even the summer for that instance you're not going to be without shoes um you know a lot of other the trends are that these people tend to uh, like groups of people tend to go missing in around in and around the same places you know it's kind of separated years apart kind of almost like a cycle if we must alluded to something you know how in it they had all these killings all these disappearances all these dead kids because of this monster that came out to feed every 23 years on a cycle mm-hmm. so Again, it, this is just a theory. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, what if obviously there there's is, no proof of that. Otherwise, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> what if in our national parks, there is a creature that, you know, feeds in cycles? Okay. And these people just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay. You know, and who's to say right you've never seen I mean, the bodies again we, some you find some you don't we we don't know and honestly my personal they opinion is by aliens to be used as experiments taken away on another planet right we don't know 
honestly, I think some of them, like you said, are easily logically explained. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, okay, this person may not have had enough water with them and they lost their way and didn't make it because of the heat or, you know, like, the for terrain example, or in whatever. Death Valley. Right. But the ones where they're found six miles away. In a very and, odd position and in. An and, and just a yeah. very difficult place to reach for right. anybody. Now, the ones to where the bodies are not found, sure. Maybe an animal got a hold of them. Maybe the animal But ate you would them. still expect to find some kind of trace, some kind of bones at some point. Or blood. You'd be you'd find shredded articles of clothing that have been weathered <clears throat> down over the time period that they have been missing. You'd expect to find some bones, some kind right. of some a kind fragment. of proof that that person was there. Some kind of proof that that person was there. Yeah, what you you would be able to find at least some kind of shred. In in my opinion, right? Okay, don't come for me. Oh, that's no, just that's, my opinion. Right. I'm talking to our listeners right, here. Right. Don't come for me. It's right, just my opinion. Um, I'm not <laughs> an expert by any means. But, you know, some of these trends that go along with a lot of these these disappearances, you know, again, the people that disappear so many years apart in and around the same area, um, a lot of these disappearances have happened near bodies of water that are around granite boulders for some reason. There's strangely small distances of separation between these victims. You know, it, it's just, it's very, there's too many coincidences some days. They have to be connected right. in some way to me. What that connection is, I really don't know. Right. Um, we don't know what's happened to these people. Um it's so difficult to determine a cause of death when a body is found, and I want to know why. But, again, you know, this is going to be an ongoing thing for me. We'll visit it again later on down the road. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to kind of put it out there. Right. Introduce it, because I'm going to keep doing more research, and we're going to come back to it. We're going to have a part two on and, this. And if we want to hear you guys' thoughts, tell us what you think is going on. Tell us what your thoughts are on this. Because we want to know. I mean, this is to incite conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nobody's right or wrong in this because no. there's no proof of anything. No, we just want to hear you all's theories. We want to hear. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I want to hear your theories. What do you think right. um, has happened? Have you researched or have you heard anything about the missing four woman before? Have you, you know, looked into it or caught a YouTube video and you're like, hey, yeah, that seems kind of interesting you know something that maybe i haven't come across right if you have we'll tell you at the end how to let us know absolutely we sure we so <sighs> yeah so that was interesting that was and i i want to learn more about it myself so yeah. it's like i want to go and watch that youtube documentary Definitely do. look it up on youtube and it's for Amazon free Prime. it is um the hunted 411 on youtube the hunted and then you can find um the Missing 411, The Hunted, on Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime member, you can watch it for free. Okay. So. I'm going to have to check those out to kind of learn more. I personally find it. And let me tell you, pay very close attention to the, if you watch The Hunted, um, pay very close attention to the end because woo buddy. Okay. Woo buddy. Okay. I I don't want to spoil it, so. (laughs) Keep an open mind when you watch that one. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. That being said, I think I'm I'm a little bit done. 
Hooray. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. And I love it. And, you know, it's going to be a whole lot more later on down yeah. the road. Yeah. But for now, I think this is like a little bit of a good introduction. Kind of get your mind turning a little bit. Yeah. So, before we move on, mm-hmm. kind of give ourselves a little bit of a a a little bit of a break here. Okay. Uh, a little so you know intermission, I, if you little, will. Yeah, a little intermission, <laughs> if you will. Um, so, I have kind of gotten a bit obsessed with true crime lately. Mm-hmm. And Unsolved Mysteries, if you can't tell. Unsolved Mysteries is good. You should check it out check on YouTube. On I mean, no Netflix. Netflix, if or you, you not. really want to go old school, they're all on Hulu. There you go. <laughs> check them um, out. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't watched Unsolved Mysteries? That was my jam when I was a kid, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think the host scared me more than the cases. Right? That voice was like creepy as shit, man. He was like robotic. It just, Whoa. I'm like, that's got to be a robot. He's got to be a robot. But. I dig it. I'm I dig it. I dig it, dig it, dig it. But no, I've kind of gotten addicted to um watching Bailey Sarian on YouTube. And I was actually telling my coworker about watching her today. Were you? And she was like, Oh my God, Amy, that is literally right up your alley. I said, Absolutely. Yeah, it truly is. And if you couldn't catch the suspicion while we were talking, it kind of has Nene. almost become Nene. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna pull that up. That's, we're gonna have to start using that in this. Whenever you gonna, whenever I bring up, bring up a point and be like, so you would think, nay nay. nay. <laughs> so we, did, if you have not checked her out, you should check her out. Um, it was really crazy because one of our listeners messaged you first, Samantha Duffy, actually did, and yeah. she's like, hey, Insane. I really think you'll Thank like you. this. <laughs> you know, she was giving me um a couple podcast suggestions to listen to, and we were talking, you know, creepy stuff back and forth, and she's right. like, hey, you ought to check her out. She's she seems like something you would really enjoy and you'd be able to be into. I was like, okay, well, let me check this check out. She's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I ended up binge watching every single video that day. <gasps> it, it's crazy. So she does crazy. this thing. Um, makeup Murder Mystery Monday. Monday. And I'm obsessed with makeup. Mm-hmm. And I like true crime. And Preach. I like unsolved mysteries. Preach. And so she's a little bit creepy and she's a little bit smart ass and she's a little bit awesome. So I was like, I but dig I think, it. I think what I love the most about her, though, is the fact that she's like, this this makeup look doesn't look very good, but you know what? It's okay. Like, I, I watched her care. last video, and she was like, oh, I look scary. Good. Right. And I was like, that my is girl, my spirit animal right my there. My girl. Bailey Sarian is my her. spirit animal. Um, but you had messaged me, and you were like, like, dude, you gotta check this out. out. I was like, I already watched her. I already watched her. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn and, it, Ashley. Because I found, it was on Facebook, and then I was like, wait a minute, she's doing makeup, and she's talking about a Ted murderer. Bundy. And I'm oh like, wait, what? What? Oh, my God. So I'll, then, of course, I went down that rabbit hole like you did, and I was like, Ben, watch like, every I'm episode. Done. I was like, I'm, I'm done, because, yeah. like, I stand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, so we highly recommend her. We highly recommend her. And I know it's like, it's so random to talk about after talking about missing people. But, hey, it kind of ties into it, and it fits. Because it fits. now... We can get into. For we're we're trying to come up with a name for this, guys. And we have we have some ideas, and we're gonna throw them out there to y'all, and we want to get y'all's opinions on them. Okay. We had a friend. Okay. Give us a really good idea last night. Let's hear and that. I one. love it. Uh, Wayne says we should call it Ashley's bowl of cereal. <laughs> I love that. Okay, love it. Um, also, um, 
What was the other one that I, I said? I think we should it call was, it Ashley's Moment of Horror. Ooh, that would be a good one, too. What was the other one? Ooh, Ashley's Horror Sideshow. Ah, yes. Yeah. See? See? Ashley's Serial Sideshow. Yes. I um, like it. And then there, there was um, Death Row with Ashley. Ashley's serial moment and Ashley's killer corner. You're welcome. I came up with all this. You did. <laughs> because but, we're like, what do we call this? But we want y'all's opinions. Which ones do you like the most? Because we want to hear. I've gotten some feedback on Facebook and Ashley's serial corner was kind of me was kind of up there with what people were like, Oh my god, you gotta call it that and so we'll see. I really like Ashley's bowl we'll of cereal see. though. That one is I really like But see really we like didn't that. put that one on Facebook. No, so we, we didn't, didn't even put that one on option. They so didn't give that an option. So we're gonna throw that on there. We'll put make that a in poll the comments. Eventually. We'll make a poll. Everybody can go on our on our Facebook. We got check us followers. out. Come on yes. now. Hit yes. your girls up, let us know what we need to call this. Yes. So we wanna hear it. So Ashley <clears> is gonna take us way back. Even further than your 1939 case. We're talking 1800s, y'all. We are. We're um, going I, back. I decided when we talked about doing this, I said, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to start with the first one ever that was known because there may have been serial killers before. Well, but there had to have been serial killers before, one, but I mean, this one was the one modern that really, recorded history. Right. This one was the first one in like recorded history. Well, of modern. M- Recorded modern history. recorded history right so i said you know what we have to do this one first this one it just felt like it needed to be the first one that we're going to talk about Even so though wayne said it was weak of course he does we got you wayne we do and don't worry you will be on here so we can talk about the one that i know that you want to we'll talk you, about we'll tell you we'll at save the that end. one we'll save we'll that tell you one at the end. but so i wanted to start with jack the ripper and I wanted to start with Jack the Ripper An because, choice. right, because, like I said, he was the first one. So I was like, this is the first of the series. It kind of fits in with that. Um, and I just think that because he was never caught, it's always been one of those cases that's just been, mind-boggling. You know, it's yeah, never solved. It, it's, it's, it was one of those things where it's like kind of fits in with what you were saying with the unsolved missing people it kind of ties into what we're what we got going today yeah okay so with jack the ripper he was only doing this and was only murdering people for only a few months it was like what from september to november it was from august to november of 1888 right and it kind of fits again because we're in august so it began in august again and so hey (laughs) i might be reaching a little bit but it's there (laughs) i know what i'm naming this podcast episode (laughs) so from november from august to november of 1888 yes 1888 okay the white chapel district of london's east end experienced something that was like no other okay okay um five women were brutally murdered okay okay all of them were in their 40s but one and we're going to talk about their murders a little bit um but that was kind of crazy too that he went for an older 
I have to interject for just a second before okay. you continue. We were okay. wrong. About what? We did not start the podcast in August of last year. When did we start it? We started in July of last year. Oh, so it's our been first episode well over a was year. July fourteenth of two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> so our third episode, which pretty much everybody loved, was in on August first, two thousand nineteen. But we're there still you there. Go. We're still there. there. You go. Hey. We still been doing we're it still year. reaching, but it's there. <laughs> sorry, August I had is a good month for us. I hope okay. so too. I need it to be. Okay. Anyway, sorry to we're sidetrack. Claiming it. We're claiming it. Continue. We are claiming it. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> All right. So, the first known victim, and of course, this is known because who knows? He may have murdered more people. Right. Or she may have murdered more people. He we'll may talk have, about that he may have murdered too. more. He or she may have murdered more people before this. Right. But these are the one. These are the five that were actually that attributed cla- that that to person him. claimed. Okay. That he did. Um, so the first um, victim was Mary Ann Nichols. Okay. Okay. Her corpse was found lying in a gateway in the stables of early hours of August the 31st. Okay. It was only then when the body was carried to the corner or the mortuary, right? Right. That the extent of her injuries were revealed. And what were the extent of her injuries? Uh, So... The killer had cut the throat, had cut her throat twice, and the knives, the the cuts were slashed all the way through to the her backbone. Ew. Yeah. So yet even more horrifying than that was the fact that the abdomen had been ripped completely open. Hence Jack the Ripper. He ripped her open. He ripped her open. He pulled a (laughs) Freddy Krueger on that bitch. And her intestines were partially dragged out. So the doctor that detailed the autopsy declared that the murder in all had taken no more than four or five minutes by the way that it was just kind of, we're doing this. And that could have been because it was on the street. He was in a hurry. He He was in a hurry. He didn't, he or she did not want to get caught. Okay. For the sake of... For, for the sake, we're just going to say he because right. most people most attribute people it, associate to a man. it to a he. So we'll just say he, even though it's not known if it could have been a man or a woman. We're just going to say he because, again, that's typically the suspects that it's been attributed to over the years. Absolutely. So. Just clarifying. This, the murder of Marianne Nichols made headlines and it was not just in London or the UK. No, it made it all the way to the New York Times. Which is kind of crazy to me, and it proves how despicable that murder was. Yeah. That in another country, we're talking about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that doesn't happen very and often. And see, you back don't then, hear. news was kind of hard to spread back then because, you know, yeah, you had telegraphs, but they didn't travel as fast as what we have today where you can pick up your phone and breaking news right there at your fingertips. Absolutely. Hello. Facebook, Google, we have those options to wear. That anywhere. wasn't a thing back in the day. Right, it wasn't. News traveled a lot slower than, than it did now. Exactly. So for them to be talking so, about it in New York, you know, it's kind of... And, it, and hmm. it wasn't even that long considering that either. The, it made headlines in the New York Times on September the 4th, and she was murdered on August the 31st. So it was almost... It's a five-day span, shit. It, it wasn't that that lo- that long considering yeah. how far away that news would have had to have traveled yeah. back in that time considering how it had to have traveled oh, that yeah. way you know what i mean yeah. 
ugh, it just that blew my mind right there. So then on uh, September the eighth, around dawn, his second victim, Annie Chapman's body, was found in a small yard at the back of a house that was about a half a mile from where Mary Ann was murdered. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was murdered even more ferociously. Her throat had been slashed so deeply that it, tur- that it seemed possible that her killer wanted to decapitate her. And he was basically using a knife, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but most murders that involve a knife mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or any kind of mutilation, torture like that, kind of, to me, scream that this was a very emotionally charged murder right it seemed like to me that he knew these people because of what happened like they must have really pissed him off or her off to make them want to kill them in such a ferocious way because in such a violent way in such and a, i mean yeah because to have them mutilated and because even when you see nor like i hate to say normal murders <laughs> But normally, when some people when people get murdered, the killer doesn't necessarily rip you open and slice your throat to where they almost want to cut your head off. You yeah, know what I mean? Most time you hear about if a murder is involved and somebody's throat's been slashed that violently and that deeply, it's a revenge it's thing. It's a crime of passion. Yeah, that it's, is. It's a revenge thing. Very much. Yeah. Well, not so much revenge as it is. You know. Most of the time you hear of it, it's like it's a couple and there's a lot of domestic violence going on in there. infidelity, something like that. It's like, you know, there's a lot of very deep emotions involved in that. Yeah. So to me, that's like, dude, like you said, dude had to have had a history with these people. Had to have known them. Some way, shape, shape or form. form. Had to have known them. (laughs) And of course, there's rumors and... There's websites that are Ripology, because there's even a thing called Ripology, talking about Jack the Ripper, and it's a website that you can go on where all of these Ripologists <laughs> will go online, and they will talk about why they think that this person was Jack the Ripper, and talk about the murders and things like that on that on that platform, yeah. on that website. Um But yeah, not only did he almost decapitate this woman, or it seemed like he wanted to, her intestines had been cut free and dumped on her right shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So the police um, surgeon who examined the corpse said that the knife used was a small amputating knife or a real well-grounded slaughterman's knife, which is narrow and sharp with a blade of six to nine inches in length which leads a lot of people to believe either it was somebody who knew what they were doing with a knife right it's they worked somebody like with like a, a butcher shop a butcher or shop or, or medical some kind of a medical history. history right medical background some way shape or form more than likely whoever it was had that kind of knowledge with a knife like maybe they knew worked what they in were a doing. Mo- maybe worked in a if not so much a doctor may have worked in a mortuary right doing autopsies right may have worked at a school a medical school where they would take cadavers and mm-hmm. have the students dissect them to learn about anatomy right so it's possible it could have been Very a possible. student 
you don't know. Yeah. And a lot of people say that it's a, it was a medical student or someone with psychological issues that were, you know, going for a medical degree or something. But it, like, it could have been a butcher. It, like you said, it could have been somebody that worked at a mortuary, an undertaker doing the yeah. doing you know autopsies and saying we'll never know. Because this is too far gone now. Yeah. Like it's, Statues of limitations have definitely passed on We're this never going to know. This person, it was from 1888. This person is, it's no way that this person would even still be alive, even if, you know. Yeah. It's no way. But <clears throat> around September the 18th, 19th of 1888, uh, the London police received a letter, and it was noted from hell. Okay, which is already, huh. Okay. Okay, a little creepy. Okay, if you've never seen the movie From Hell, I highly recommend that movie. Don't watch it. It has Johnny Depp in it. It has Johnny Depp in it. And yeah, anyway. (laughs) So the first letter that they got, this is what it said. Okay. I love my work and I shan't stop until I get buckled. And even then, watch out for your old boy, Jackie. Catch me if you can. Jack the Ripper. Sorry about the blood. Still messy from the last one. Okay, so he was a bit of a smartass, too. A little bit. A little bit of a smartass. A little bit. He's like, you know what? Ha, 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 ha. You can't get me. And That's very Technically, childish. we never did. See? No. So, then there was a vigilancy committee gotten together to try to find out who, to try, try to, to help him. the police catch whoever this is um it was because the police weren't finding the culprit right the people took it into their own hands and they hired two private detectives to investigate okay okay and it was the chairman of this committee george luck who received a small parcel at his home on october the 16th so old jackie boy (laughs) knew what was happening presence now He, he he knew he knew what was going on. Um, it contained a gruesome trophy of half of a human kidney, which was declared to be almost certainly because, of course, they didn't have DNA testing or anything like that to 100% verify that this is who it was. But they thought that it was Catherine Eddowes. So, Why did they think it was her? Um, because on the night of September the 30th, the Ripper struck twice. The first one was Elizabeth Stride, and Catherine Eddowes was was the next one. But um, when he was when he murdered Elizabeth Stride, it seemed like he was interrupted. Like somebody may have been around, and he was scared somebody was going to see him or her. Right. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like all he did was he cut her throat and just left her for dead. Right. It was right. kind of like, and I'm out. Yeah. Okay, so then he goes about a half hour, less than a mile, right, less than a mile away, he sees Catherine Eddowes. Well, he takes his vengeance out on Miss Catherine, okay? This one's tough. She was completely disemboweled. Ew. And her uterus and her left kidney were missing, so that's why that... They think the kidney. They think was that the hers. kidney was hers because her left kidney. Her was left missing. kidney was the one that was missing. Dude. Yeah. So. Please do not send us kidneys. Oh, no, please, dear God, no. We don't want the kidney. <laughs> All I right. Don't want so. Nothing like that. 
So because of that, there was a note left with the kidney. Okay. Oh, so he thoughtfully <coughs> left a note. He did. He did leave a note. That's this is what the note thoughtful. said. I send you the kidney I took from one woman's, preserved it for you um, to get to, to her piece. I fried and ate it. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you wait a while longer. Lord, he went yeah! Hannibal Lecter on this woman. <laughs> Did he enjoy that with some fava beans and a nice, nice Chianti? Right? I oh, want to know my that. God. Yeah, he went there. He went there. Okay. So then, when the uh, kidney was examined by Dr. Thomas um, Openshaw of the London Hospital, he received a letter on October the 19th. Again, all of these letters are addressed from hell. Um, And it was similar handwriting, so they all think that this is the same Same person, person, right? This is what that one says. Old boss, you were right. It was the left kidney. I was going to operate again close to your hospital just as I was going to do the night right along of her blooming throat then cusses then the spelling of this is awful by the way then cusses of choppers spoiled the game but I guess I will be at the job soon and will send you another bit of innards Jack the Ripper and then it says oh have you seen the devil with his microscope and scalpel a looking at me kidney with a slide cocked up. Okay. Ooh, just Not chills. only do I think that he knew the women that he murdered, I think he knew the people that he was sending these letters to. He yeah. had to have. He had yeah. to have personally known these people. Yeah. And maybe that's why he was never caught because these people were putting two and two together and maybe they were like, oh, we can't let this person be known. You know, who's to say that that wasn't the case either? We don't know. So now we're going to talk about the final victim, and this is the worst one. I know that I just said this, she was warning. disemboweled. Yeah, yeah, this one's rough. So the fifth killing in the series, and the possible most attributed to the Ripper, occurred in the early hours of November the 9th and was the most horrific at all. Mary Jane Kelly, this is the only one that was not in her 40s. She was only 25 years old. Um, she wasn't murdered in the streets like the others. She was murdered in a room, right? In her, in her room. Okay. Whew. It was, so, the Ripper, because he had plenty of time to do what he wanted to do. Okay. The girl's head was almost severed from her body. He has a thing, has a with thing for almost me. decapitating people. Yeah. That's like his MO. I'm going to cut your throat. Okay. Her facial features were hacked beyond recognition, so he just went like ham on this girl's face. And both of her breasts and the inner organs were all cut away and arranged around the corpse. Dude is messed up. And much of her flesh was stripped off and piled on a nearby table in a vast puddle of blood. So this is like a bloody Oh my god, that is mess. Okay, but wasn't she a prostitute? I have read that all of these ladies were prostitutes, and then I've read that there was no proof of anyone but her being a prostitute. Okay. So, 
my feeling is it's it's hard is to that say. with this is since if she truly was a prostitute then maybe he paid for her services went back with her to her room so that would account <clears throat> for why she was the only one in a room and mm-hmm. why he had so much time to do what he was going to do he was probably like hey i paid my money i'm going to get my money's worth i have read and and seen documentaries and a lot of people seem to think that it was somebody that was her ex Mm -hmm. that was knew her in that way and was getting jealous because of the way that she was around these other women and that she was a prostitute and he didn't like it so he was trying to get her out of that and when he had murdered all these people that he thought it was keeping her there that she she was like no i, I still need to do this i'm I, that was how she made her money I, I, I need to have money to be able to live and he took out his revenge on her again this theory. theory because there are so many different possible people from queen victoria's grandson There's always been something <laughs> shady about the royal family y'all all the way to doctors and uh, it, it it's really truly insane that like the queen's surgeon was even a possible possible. Well, I think person. I mean I figured they were just trying to come up with any possible lead, any kind of possible explanation. Right. Because right. you mean you have this serial killer running rampant. Nobody knows who it is. Nobody knows who's going to be next. If he's going to kill again who he's going to kill and you know there's got to be that fear and they're willing to point finger at anybody oh, that yeah. could possibly fit the profile of the person that's doing this so i can see a lot of paranoia a oh, lot absolutely. of hype a lot of heightened anxiety you just want to find who did it anybody at this point you're willing to accuse anybody and convict them and put them away to put the peace of mind back to the community of Whitechapel, back to London, back to the entire general population so they can feel safe again. Right. Because I don't know about you, but if I knew that a serial killer was killing women in such a disgusting, inhumane way, right? Murder's inhumane anyway, but this is like a whole nother level. Okay. I don't think I would go out at night I don't think I would go out at and all. And I don't think that I would go out at all without somebody else being with me and, wa- like, literally right on me at all times. You know right. what I'm saying? It just be like, mm, no. It, it, and I think that they kept pointing because they were they pointing fingers because they, they kind of need to be able to have the people out. Like, if not, people are going to move away. And never want to come to this area ever. And Whitechapel is not a very good place. It, it wasn't a good place then. It was very low class, to say the least. You so know, they you were have already your criminals. <laughs> you have your gamblers. You have your drunks. You have your prostitutes. You, you have basically your psychopaths. Have, you have the lowest of the low of right. society <clears throat> that are not accepted accepted elsewhere in the mm-hmm. general society. So they got to have some place to go, and they congregate there. And so yeah. maybe it's the fact that, hey, he was pinpointing women he knew that may have rejected him. Right. May have, in some way, she performed wronged him in his mind. Right. 
And he kind of figured, well, hey, I might as well just get rid of you because nobody's going to miss you because you live here and this is where the undesirable people of our society at the time are coming to live. So nobody's going to miss you if I just completely destroy you. And another theory, and this is one that I've kind of thought about quite a bit, is what if it was another prostitute possible that was doing this and it was a woman and because all of these things were like jack jack you know call me call me jackie jackie's back you know that kind of thing it's you would you would associate that with a man which would mean that it would be a perfect demo for a woman to be able to get away with this yeah pinning it on a man pinning it on a man and saying hey look you're looking for a dude and it's like nope but another thing is but again that's just a theory who knows but the killings ended in november correct yes so here's another theory and you know this is one that while you've been talking i've kind of been tossing it around in my brain let's go back to america's Mm -hmm. first serial killer Mm -hmm. which i'm sure you'll talk about at some point Mm -hmm. um h.h holmes yes he had the infamous murder house in chicago around the world's (sighs) fair Mm -hmm. where people would come to stay and then he would just literally torture these people to death yeah we're, we're gonna talk about him we're and gonna get into more detail so about him later what if the killings stopped because whoever jack the ripper was immigrated to america mm-hmm. hopped a ship changed his name built himself a house and continued his work that is very possible that is very possible. Again, because this person was never caught, these types of theories and these types of things are always going to be running through our heads. And I mean, you know, it's just a theory. Um, yeah. Because, and I'm sure that it'll be a theory that's completely debunked once you get to talking about him and get mm-hmm. to researching him. But, you know, <clears throat> it's just one of those things that it's a possibility in my mm-hmm. mind at this time where what if that's the case? Because... Um, he, H.H. Holmes, murdered these people in horrific ways. I know enough about him to know all the ways he just mutilated and tortured and killed these people. Yeah. And, you know, what if, you know, Jack the Ripper kind of, you know, let hype die down Mm -hmm. and hop ship. And while they're still trying to pinpoint whoever and they're frantic trying to find somebody if he's going to kill again, he's he's over here. He's over here getting his kicks doing it yeah and and but, there's other people that were caught like that and that's not to say pinpointed. did his in the 1890s right yeah and so it's possible because that's only two years there's two years difference there's only two years time. difference yeah um there were people that were that they're saying could be possible jack the rippers that went in a mental institution around around af- that november in eight night um 1889 time frame that were you know some of them had murdered their wives um in the 90s there was a a gentleman that claims that he had found a journal that was supposedly written by jack the ripper and it had been a descent he he was a descendant of this person it had been passed down in an inheritance with a knife and the and the this isn't there something about a scarf at one point? Yeah, and that, well, that was in there. It was a scarf, it a had knife, like blood and blood on it. And yeah, 
<clears throat> and they like test the DNA on the scarf, and but, and it didn't match to anything. Right, right. And the handwriting, they um, you know, they tested all of that, and and it came back that they didn't believe that it was a lot property of, of. It was a lot of inconsistencies. So, who's to say that that's not really who Jack the Ripper was, and this person was really telling the truth, or maybe this person just was seeking attention, and they were like, oh, if I say that I'm a descendant of Jack the Ripper and you know, I know who Jack the Ripper is, hey, I'm going to get attention. So we don't really know, right? But there's so many people that are on this list, like hundreds and hundreds of people that are possible Jack the Rippers, yeah. right? And it, it's, it, it boggles my mind because there's only one other killer that I can honestly think of that murdered in... in murder these murdered people and were able to get away with it even with sending these letters to the police department and that's a zodiac killer yeah. and i honestly i don't think that we'll ever see another killer like those two see, my because thing is, is that we have too much we have too much technology we have too much I still think it's that the testing know, of the DNA and stuff can get you caught. I mean, let's well, talk about so the that. BTK killer. But like, even if he was he was trying to do that very similar thing that the Zodiac killer and Jack the Ripper was doing. However, he was doing it by email. Well, un- well, he was doing it by email. You know, once and the nineties kind of hit he around. Was, right when the internet was a thing. Yeah. Luckily, even then, we had the technology enough to be able to say we can pinpoint where that came from, and it ended up coming from a church, which we'll because I'm sure we'll up. talk about the BTK. Because yeah. I mean, but, these serial killers, I know enough about that I can contribute to the conversation. <laughs> but um, to me, writing letters to the police, kind right. of touting what you've done, it right. speaks to somebody that has a humongous ego. ego. Oh God, yeah. It's like, ha ha, I did this and I know how to get away with it and you're never going to catch Somebody me. Somebody that's very cocky and mm-hmm. very full of themselves. Yep. They've got a big <clears throat> ego and a bigger chip on their shoulder. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm glad that we're not in the same century as Jack the Ripper, that we can pretty much for certain say, He's not alive anymore. There's yeah. no there's no earthly way that he would still be able to be alive. Even if he was a, pr- a 15 years old in 1888, that's still... Kind of pushing it. Uh, but then again, yeah. how do you know he's not haunting Whitechapel? Oh, I'm sure he's haunting that place. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that his spirit is still lingering like... Something for Amy to look into. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so, but... To me, there's there's no way that he's still alive. Oh, God, no. There's it, absolutely no way. And I, I'm thankful for that because with the Zodiac Killer, it's like, he possibility. could still be alive. He might be. He's still going to be alive. But with the, the Golden Gate Ripper. Killer being caught, it proves that there is hope that yeah. you know, some of these serial killers that seem to have gotten away with things may eventually one day be caught. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch enough true crime to kind of understand right. and, that. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier with, I don't think we'll see another killer like the Zodiac yeah. Killer and Jack the Ripper because our task force, our police department, is is a little bit more 
advanced now, I want to say, in the fact that we do have the ability to be able to do DNA testing and being like, that's 99.9% your DNA that's left on this. And that's right. if you get DNA, though. That Right. Which, honestly, how can you mail something and not have some form of DNA? Well, um, yeah, you could wear gloves. gloves. They make things where you don't have to lick an envelope now yeah. to moisten the glue on it. Yeah. You know, kind of dropping it at a post office that isn't near you. Oh, you're giving people ideas, Amy. Look, oh, <laughs> I'm not trying to give ideas. I'm just stating that, you know, common sense. Oh, yeah. It is possible you know, to hey, still happen. I went down but... I went down the rabbit hole with the Unabomber. Okay? Okay. That's so, another one that we need to talk about. I went down the hole with him. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. Just saying. But I, I seriously, honestly, wholeheartedly believe that we'll never have a killer like that again. With, like, the Zodiac Killer and, and Jack the Ripper. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But for me, I feel like we're too far advanced. And I, I just don't see it. Yeah. I just don't see it. Huh. Yeah, hmm. so Jack the Ripper. So. Um, uh, I, I've, always, I've always been interested in serial killers. I think that that learning about them and learning about what makes them tick. Because that's what gets me really interested is, okay, because most serial killers, they are bedwetters until they're a little bit older, normally. They like to start fires when they're children. They like to harm animals. And they like to, to harm little animals, little mostly kittens. Mostly. Is from what and their biggest thing is that um, a lot of people say that when they were younger, they kind of give off a creepy vibe. They kind of seem to, you know, be dead mm-hmm. behind the eyes. They kind of lack empathy. <clears throat> they lack sympathy. Absolutely. But they're very good at pretending. Yes. Yes. And some of them are very charming. And, and again, some of them are will, extremely intelligent. Yes. And we will learn about them later on, too. But um, just wanted to point out that that's a, a normal trait for serial killers is those things and it just yeah uh that's what gets me interested is what makes a person want to do these things like or do they even have or, or are they, are they even a reason or, right and and that's why i think it's so important for people to really pay attention to not only their own mental health but the mental health of their children their spouses their family their friends paying attention to those things because if you can catch the the red flag. That red flag, you can get them the help that they need to try to work through it without actually going through with yeah. murdering people. Because so many serial killers have this mind frame of, I don't care. Like, it just. It doesn't affect them. I'm going to jail. I'll get to live in a place and get three meals a day and get to watch TV. <laughs> And a lot of them don't even like, think about that. Even, they don't they even care, care if they die. They don't even right. care if they, they end up they in death care. row. It's just right. they, they don't, don't care if they live or die. They don't even see their victims as actual people. people. Right. They see them as as some sort of target. Whether it's, oh, you remind me of such and such, so or now you have they to just die. Don't, or, or the way I their have mindset sex with is. You, so I'm going to murder you, so that way I can have sex with you. Because more than likely, you're not going to More than likely, you're out of my league. Right. Um... But there could be any number of reasons why they do what they do. And I look forward to more installments Yay. of your cereal bowl. Yes, I like it. 
So, <laughs> if let me got let you guys let me know which serial killers that you want me to talk about. Although we have already gotten me a request too. for our next episode. And we will be honoring this. And it's already set in stone. You're just screwed. Um, (laughs) So just to give y'all a heads up, um, our next episode, we Uh are going to be talking about the Akigahara Forest in Japan. If you've ever heard of the Suicide Forest, that's what we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ashley is going to be talking about Albert fish yes and if you've not heard about albert fish just wait till her you podcast have to wait and we're just and gonna go ahead this. and give you the trigger warning for this oh yeah oh, oh. seriously dude oh. if you're sensitive to that kind of a subject mm-hmm. if you like, skip the next episode we like, we're not going to be butthurt like, about it at all like sexual abuse uh pedophilia pedophilia murder yeah yeah it's, if, it's, if, any of those things trigger you Albert Fish is not the one yeah, to listen to. So episode. what we'll you do is we'll put a time frame half. on it. Right. We'll put a time stamp on it. Um, when we put our description up and we share it on Facebook, we'll put a time stamp on it. And that way, if you don't want to hear about it, you, you can, can just stop listen it to my, my part. And, and you can you just can listen to Amy's skip part. On. And, but, you know, hey, if there you're you interested in if you're creepy like me, all shapes and sizes <laughs> and weird fetishes right um hey give it a listen <laughs> yes. we'll also have a guest next go round. our the person that recommended yes albert fish yes our mm-hmm. buddy wayne from mm-hmm. master pos theater mm-hmm. will be joining us for you know that episode <clears throat> you know the first time i heard about well i think i heard about him before but the first time i really got into that story was listening to dan cummings so i feel like to commemorate that episode I need to go to Dan Cummings' store, his little shop that he has, and buy the Albert Fish shirt to wear while we are recording that episode. Oh, my God. And I'm going to have you and Wayne in the same room with me. What the hell am I going to say? <laughs> that Anyways, So, with that being said, yeah, if you have <laughs> any kind of suggestions for a paranormal topic for me and Ashley to cover or just me specifically to cover yes or you have a serial killer that you want Ashley to cover that Mm -hmm. you have found interesting and she may not know about but trust me this bitch has some she's got some serial killer knowledge but hey who knows um I like learning new stuff about them there's several different ways that Mm -hmm. you can get in touch with us let us know give us your feedback um, you can find us on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. We have an option on there now where you can send us a message on Facebook Messenger. One of us is sure to reply. Oh, yeah. So, Or one of us will screenshot it and be like, okay, look, we got a message. Yeah, we're, we're, we're basic like that. But um, So we'll be sure to reply. Um, you can also email us at witchesbelikepod at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. if you're one of those people that likes to write out an email, you got some sources you want to throw at us to research into, that's an option. We also have Instagram, so you can find us on Instagram at witchesb, which we'll be posting to that a little bit more often. Yes. Um, and I think that's about all the social media we have mm-hmm. right so now. So like and follow. Please do. Um, like and we follow. might get a Twitter eventually, but. I'm not too big of a fan of Twitter, so if we have a Twitter, it's probably going to be ran by Ashley. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Which, if y'all are interested in, a tw- in us setting up a Twitter account, hey, let, let us know. know. We will. I will. I will manage we that. We will one, do that. Okay? We will do that. I'll that handle the Insta. And um, hey, once quarantine ends and we decide we want to go ghost hunt again, who knows? We may have a Snapchat. We don't know. I like it. We don't know. We'll we'll get there eventually, I guess. But <clears throat> we want to thank you guys yes, for thank you. hanging with us tonight and thank you, thank you, thank you. giving this podcast a listen. And again, you got any suggestions for what Ashley's little serial killer thing should be called? Drop us a line on that too. Yeah. So for now, we are going to get out of here. Yes. And we will see you on the next episode. Sounds good. Stay creepy. Be weird. Yes. This episode of Witches Be Like Podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by the boys of Master POS Theater. If you want to get in touch with us, you got an idea, you have a theory, you just want to talk, you can hit us up on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Witches Be or drop us a line on our email at witchesbelikepod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast anywhere podcasts are sold. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and the like. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one. Stay spooky and always be weird.